welcome to Couch Lobsters, the film and series podcast made by amateurs for cinema enthusiasts. The concept is simple, we assign each other a film or a series to watch and we keep our opinion secret until the day of the recording. Beware, this podcast is full of spoilers. I'm Jess. I'm Dima and welcome to Couch Lobsters. Today we're going to discuss a film and a series, right? We're going to do Midsummer and Silo. What do you want to start with? I feel like it's been so long. I'm like, I don't remember neither of them, but let's try. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Um, I feel like I was the first one last time. I could be wrong. Should we just go with uh, your pick first? Midsummer? Yep. Yeah, we can do that. Let's go with Midsummer first then. I told you that I want to go to that festival in Sweden. No, you said it would be cool to go. Yeah, and then I got the opportunity and I decided Look, I to do it. I don't mind you going. I just wish you would have told me. That's all. Dude, she needs a therapist. You've been wanting out of this stupid relationship for like a year now. And don't forget about all of the beautiful Swedish women you'll meet in June. Okay, guys. That's not her again. Seriously? Babe, what's happening? Danny. I was so very sorry to hear about what happened. It's like another world. Tomorrow's a big day. Is it scary? We just need to acclimate. I don't want to acclimate, I want to go. Absolutely not. What's happening? I don't know why you invited us. That's why you look so guilty right now, because you know. We only do this every 90 years. I was most excited for you to come. So Midsommar is a 2019 movie directed by Ari Aster. I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, he is known for Hereditary and Bo is Afraid. Have you seen any of those? Nope. Haven't seen You it. haven't seen Hereditary? Nope. No. Oh, okay. Classic Dima. <laughs> All right. Uh, That's why we're doing this podcast, so I can get to watch more movies. Yeah, I suppose so. But some of the stuff you should have watched, I feel like it's important. Some I don't know about Bo is Afraid. I really have zero interest in watching Bo is Afraid for some reason. Um, I know I'm not going to like it. It is not appealing to me. So, yeah, I hope you don't assign it to me ever. Uh, okay. um, yeah, I don't... I mean, you can watch it, but I don't think you'd like it either. No, I probably won't. No. Um, as far as the cast, I think a few names are worth mentioning. It's not a big cast if you don't go into the extras. But as far as the main cast, Florence Pugh, who plays Danny, and I hope people know her, but for those of you that don't, she was in a bunch of movies. Recently, she was in Oppenheimer. She's been in Black Widow, uh, Fighting With My Family, Little Women, etc. She's, she's going to be in Dune Part 2 as well. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, which has been delayed until March 2024, so bit of a weight there no really yes 
Since when? Since the actors' uh, strike thing. Oh, uh, strike thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So makes sense. Yeah, I'm very sad, but it is what it is. I support the strike. Another guy that's in it who plays uh, Danny's boyfriend, Christian, is Jack Rayner. The name didn't mean anything to me, but he's been in a few things like Transformers, Age of Extinction, and a series called The Peripheral on Amazon that I've yeah, watched. But, yeah, I've watched that. Okay. Yeah. So you know him as well. I, I watched that as well. Yeah. Yeah. For, just from that show. Yeah. From I didn't remember his face at all. So, yeah. And then Will Poulter, I feel it's worth mentioning because his face is kind of like striking in the sense that you remember him. Yes. And he's in a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, recently, he was in The Guardians of the Galaxy, the volume three, and he played the mm -hmm. Adam, was that his name? The guy made in, of gold and stuff, the weirdo. Mm -hmm. Not weirdo, but yep. yeah, he was in Detroit, the movie, the Maze Runner as well. But yeah, he's got a good face for cinema. Um, the other names I don't know there's a bunch of people but mostly extras and I'm not gonna go into that like if I say Lars Varinger I don't know who that is uh, so let's just yeah, keep but, it uh, what about what about what about William Harper William Harper um, Josh yeah but do movie? we know yeah. him I don't know this guy at all you you don't um, the the I know him from a show called The Good Place. Oh, but I don't like that, that, show. that show. Yeah, didn't really like it. So, okay, I di I don't remember him in it. Yeah. Um, what do you mean? He was like the main, well, not the main, one of the main characters in that show. I just did. Okay, but clearly, if you apparently, don't, don't like he it. was in <laughs> Ant Man and the Was Quantum Mania, which I don't remember. I haven't I don't seen remember. it. So. The, no. <laughs> yeah, the only place that I know him from is actually the good place. Okay, well, then William Harper is in it. And he plays also one of Christian's friends. So he's part of the central cast, I want to say. Uh, let's get in the plot because then that makes it easier to explain why there's just such a small cast. Basically, the story is about Christian and Danny. It was Danny or Danny? Danny, I think, in the movie. I want to say Danny. Yeah, Danny. Yeah. So they are a couple, but they have a strained relationship, to say the least. And after, so he's thinking that he wants to break up with her, and he's encouraged to do so by his friends, uh, mainly by Mark, who's played by Will Poulter. But Josh is also telling him, Josh was played by William Harper, you should break up, you guys aren't made for each other, etc. He plans on doing so, but then there's a family tragedy um, basically, Danny's sister, who suffers from bipolar disorder, kills herself, but her parents as well. So Danny loses her sister and her parents in the same night. And after that, obviously, Christian doesn't break up with her because she's grieving. And it seems pretty harsh to break up with her at that point. And he invites her on a trip to Sweden. So he's going there with his friends, Josh and Mark. Uh, and they are going on the invitation of a, th a third friend, Pele, who is Swedish, and he's inviting them to come to see the Midsummer Festival in his remote Swedish, I want to say village, but it's more like a commune. It's this culty thing. Um, and so they all, they're all excited, and they're all going to go to this uh, Swedish village to go and see this midsummer festival, but what begins as like a very idyllic holiday soon will turn into something more sinister. 
to leave it at that. Um, the majority of the film was actually not shot in Sweden at all, but in Hungary, because in Sweden they had they have a law allowing you to shoot for only eight hours a day. And I think Ari Aster wanted to do more than that. So they decided to go shoot in Budapest. Apparently the shoot was intense because it was super hot, but also they were infested by like wasps, which was a problem on the set. I don't like wasps, so I can understand that would be a problem. Um, and then apparently as per Florence views, interviews, etc., Ari Aster was dealing with more than 120 people you know, on set with additional extras. And he was speaking in three different languages, which I think is so impressive. And basically he was the captain of the ship, etc. Um, A few other things. There is a sex scene in the movie uh, between Christian and one of the Swedish girls called Maya in the movie. Jack Rayner felt that it was really interesting that in a horror movie we would be shown male nudity because more often than not you see female nudity on screen in a horror movie and not so a male one. So he, th he thought that was such a great vision and he really wanted to embrace the feeling of being exposed and kind of like the humiliation of his character as well, but that you can only understand if you have seen the, the scene, I suppose. Um, the costume designs, I don't know if you know this, but apparently, because you're Ukrainian, um, a lot of the um, costume designs that they wear, so like the Swedish people wear during the celebrations, are part of the Ukrainian and Belarusian national costumes. They they looked alike like that. Okay. Yeah, they looked alike. <clears throat> I think they're really pretty. Like I wouldn't say like well yeah I, yeah I wouldn't like when I saw it like to be honest I that's a good I guess like a fun fact but um, yeah I had no idea uh, un until you just said it um, said it but I do yeah but I. Like when I saw those costumes in the movie, I'm like, yeah, it looks like it looks familiar. Queen, yeah, but you know, I, um, yeah, it looks familiar, but I wouldn't say it because I was like, okay, I doubt that they would use something like that. But no. I guess they did. Yeah. Cool. Uh, in April 2020, A24, so the studio who produced the movie, announced that it would be auctioning some of the props from the movies, uh, and including the the flower dress the May Queen flower dress worn by F Florence Pugh in the movie and it was apparently purchased by a museum, the Museum of Motion Pictures for $65,000 but what's funny is that oh. Ariana Grande and Hayley Halsey, I don't know who these people are, Ariana Grande, I know Halsey, I don't know, had <laughs> I'm terrible with music these days had, uh, so they both had expressed interest in, on social media, so they but wanted to purchase it. The proceeds from the auction all were donated to a COVID-19 pandemic relief for firefighters and their families as well. Uh, and other items from the film were sold at auction. So the bear costume worn by Christian at some point for $4,000. Mm -hmm. That's expensive. The mallet used to crush a cult member's skull for ten thousand dollars. That's mm -hmm. crazy. It's just a oh, mallet. Wow. Um yeah. So basically they sold a bunch of props, but honestly, 
when I heard that, I was like, oh, for sure they sold the flower dress because that's the most iconic, you know, prop of the movie. That's what people dress as at Halloween these days. Uh, yeah. Um, before I go further into exploring like the themes, etc., I would like to ask you what you thought of the movie. Um, <clears throat> I think at the end of the last episode, when you told me what am I yeah. supposed to watch, right, for yeah. this episode, I I think I'd mentioned that I wanted to watch this movie for a very long, pretty much since it came out. I saw the trailer. I'm like, yeah, this is looks good. You know, the, it looked immediate. You see the trailer, you see the kind of the theme, like cultish. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm sold. I want to watch it, but I've never actually got around to it. Okay. Um. So yeah, it was actually like fantastic. I'm like happy that you um asked me to watch this movie, but at the same time, even though I wanted to watch it, I'm like. Why did Jess make me want to watch this? Like, why did she pick this? Um, and I think I know kind of the answer why. Like, because the, the movie is good. It's like you like the genre, right? You like the A24, so I wasn't surprised. I love the movie, right? Um, love the movie in, in a way that, like, it's just, like, personally, I would, I like it, but not something that I think after watching it, I don't think that's the kind of movie I would watch again. Really? That's crazy to me. Yeah, I wouldn't watch it again. Why, why yeah. so, though? Was it something that made you uncomfortable? Or just you felt um, the story wasn't interesting enough to you? Or I like I like this. Like, the thing is, why I wanted to watch this movie in the first place. I like these, like, storylines about, like, cultish. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, cults, cult leaders, and that kind of stuff. It's um, yeah, just interesting to me. But... I don't know, maybe, not that you say, like, uncomfortable, maybe, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Um, I don't know, I just didn't feel like, I didn't feel connected to the movie. Oh, oh, I'm sad. <laughs> to say. But yeah, like, I'm, like, I, like I said, I definitely like the movie. I'm happy that you made me watch it. Right. But it's not a movie that I would watch again. Yeah. Oh. I am very upset. I don't know where to go. Let's just stop the podcast here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Stop. I think I think I can understand where you're coming from because, to be honest, I watched this movie the first time when it came out, and never again after that. So I never went back to visit Mm. the the revisit the movie, even though I liked it the first time around. I was yeah, I wasn't blown away. It's hard to say. I was a little bit blown away because for me, what was really surprising is that for once in my life, I had a horror movie that wasn't in a dark or black setting. Everything takes place during the day. And I thought that is so amazing. And just the cinematography is out of this world to me in Mm -hmm. this movie. But there was something that just kept me from going back. And I don't know what. I, I couldn't place a fing- my finger on it, but I will say this, upon watching it again, there are so many things I ha- I could see in the movie that I could pay attention to because I knew where the story was going, so I wasn't focusing on the main characters anymore. And if you look in the background, it's just insane the amount of details that Ari Aster has thought to put on the screen for the for you know the audience to see knowing that they won't see it because when you first watch it of course you focused on Danny and Christian and you don't really look 
at what's happening behind them with the extras. But on my second rewatch, that's what I did. And I just was blown away. I just was like, this film is much smarter than I thought it was. And also my opinion on a lot of the things, maybe it was due to researching the movie a bit more, but the first time I watched it, I didn't really understand why Danny was so upset with Christian. I couldn't see really what was wrong with Christian's attitude. I thought she was annoying. Do you mean at the end? Uh, if, yeah, if at that point in the end, when she decides I will have him in the bear costume burn with the other sacrificed people, I was like, why? <laughs> what did he do to you? That's so rude. But then this time around, and maybe it's because I've changed my opinion on a lot of feminist issues, or I don't know why, but this time around, from the get-go, I hated Christian. I just thought everything he did was disrespectful to her, and their relationship was so abusive in a way, emotionally. Like, he wasn't obviously beating her up or anything, but emotionally, I think he was mistreating her from the get-go, gaslighting her a lot. Just not even... But don't you think... Because um, I think at the beginning, right? The very beginning. Because like, when they had that first call <clears throat> on the phone, right? And they're like, hey, do you want to meet up? Do you want to mm-hmm. hang out? Um, and he's like, oh, we're supposed to. You know, like, oh, yeah, sure. I can. So it's like from the tone you sense that he didn't really want yeah, to. you can tell. <clears throat> and then when the, when the scene was... Uh, that they're sitting in a, a bar or something, and in that scene, like the his friends were telling, were asking, like, why are you still to- uh-huh. together? Because you wanted to break up like for a yeah. really long time. So obviously, I think the reason why he was treating her, you know, like when you, because. I think subconsciously he already kind of wanted to break yeah. up, and everybody knew that he just. I guess couldn't do it, couldn't go through with it, and for whatever reason before, uh, maybe he because he already like um, from that phone call, it seems like he knew that he had she had problems with her sister, uh, mm-hmm. maybe the parents, so maybe that was the reason why he couldn't really go through with it earlier um, to not upset her even more because of what she's going through, and then later when the sister died and the parents died, you know, it was even harder to do it. Um, Maybe. But I feel like there is no excuse for mistreating someone you are with. If you, if you are not happy in the relationship, just leave. Like there is. Yeah. He should have broke up. Yeah. 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 And there is a scene in the beginning uh, where basically they, they go to a party. And in that party, she learns that he's planning to go to Sweden, but he hasn't told her that. And so when they come home, they have an argument about, over the fact that she's confused. She's like, you never said you were going. And he said, oh, I'm sure I did. But even if I didn't, like, I'm going, blah, blah, blah. Um, and at that point, you can see how toxic the relationship is because clearly he's done something. He's upset her and he was wrong. But no matter how hurt she gets during the argument, she does not want him to leave. Because when he says he's going to leave... She just starts crying and saying, no, stay, stay, stay. And you can see how codependent she is on him. Um, And that for me, this time around, I was like, oh, yeah, that relationship is is not healthy. Neither for him, 
but especially for her. And then, of course, once they get to the village, the thing is, he does things that are questionable with his friends too, right? So one of the friends, um, the black character, Josh, is writing a thesis on this village in Sweden, so like on their culture, etc. And once they get to the village, um, Christian decides, oh, I'm going to do the same thing. And basically his friend is like, why are you stealing my ID? This is my thesis. I've said I was going to do this. And that's part of the reason why we went to Sweden. And Christian is like, oh, well, it doesn't need to be that we write the same thing. But I decided this is what I want to do. And I thought that's such a dick move as well for your friend. Your friend is researching Mm -hmm. that he spent all this time researching this prior to coming to Sweden. And you just get there and decide, oh, I found my thesis theme. I'm just going to do the the same as my at Josh. So he's just not a nice guy. He treats his friends badly and his girlfriend badly as well. Um, And there were many moments this time around when during the movie I could see the movie is basically a breakup movie as far as Danny is concerned because like in the first section she she is traumatized because she has lost her family right and Christian is nice enough to her he stays with her I don't think that should be a reason to base your relationship on but he stays with her and she thinks that's love. She think uh she thinks okay we we are happy and in love. But then during the second section of the movie during the let's say midsummer ceremony over the course of like the the because the midsummer ceremony is a few days, right? It's not just this one day, so there's a few days and they have meals and dancing etc. And we kind of see Danny that she evolves a bit and she realizes how manipulative Christian can be and emotionally abusive. And there's a moment where every so they go to this village and they are Americans, right? We haven't said that, but Danny and Christian, etc., are mm-hmm. Americans. And in the village, they also meet up with this couple from England, I think. These two other people mm-hmm. that have been invited. And at some point, uh the man from that couple is gone. Nobody knows where he is. And Danny, she thinks it's weird because the girlfriend is like, he would never leave without me. He would never leave without telling me. And Christian completely dismisses her opinion. But she also realizes, if it were me, I feel like Christian would leave without telling me. He would have gone and he wouldn't have told me. I think there's a bit where she, she, like uh, the girlfriend, the English girlfriend Connie, I think that was her name, says, "My bo- like Simon would never leave without me. He would, he would tell me at least if he were leaving." And I think Danny turns to her and say, "Oh, Christian would do this to me, something like that." And I think she's mm-hmm. starting to process yeah. like the relationship isn't working. And by the end of the movie, she sees Christian having sex with one of the Swedish girls, and that's the point where. It's over. Like she's done with it, with the relationship, and she, the relationship, and she screams and she, she, she cries, she, she pouts. But that's, I think, the point where she realizes we're over. And so we took the entire movie. It's a long movie as well. It has to be said, like more than, was it over two hours? I think so. Yeah. Two and a half. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, and I think there was an interview where people asked, uh, Ari asked uh, 
what do you think this movie is about? And to him, it was like, it's definitely a breakup movie. In his mind, that's what the movie is about. It's about a couple breaking up, basically. But with a lot of uh, horror elements added to the plot, of course. (laughs) The worst way to break up. Yeah, well, yeah. But see, the first time I watched the movie, I was upset that Danny was mad at Christian for having sex with another girl because we know as the audience that he was sort of tricked into it or like a spell was cast on him. It was bewitched. And that's why he Mm. had sex with a girl. Because I don't know if you noticed that, but at the beginning when they arrived at the village, they see these... uh, paintings or something on racks and you see the entire process of how the girl is gonna bewitch christian like with cutting Mm -hmm. the pubic hair and drinking blood etc and so when you see christian eating the pie and he finds a hair in his pie you know as the audience you're like oh i know what's going on and you know where that's leading so for me, I was like, but it's not his fault, you know? Well, but yeah, well, with, with that, I don't think he, well, he may not have seen that, you know, painting. Of he like hasn't, but we have. What's happening. And it's weird. Yeah, yeah. But also, I think even before that, he could already knew that there was like that girl was into him, right? Because they said that because she planted some rune yeah, under yeah, his yeah. bed. And then they asked, yeah, and then they asked that, um, what was his, uh, Pele? Oh, Pele, yeah. Uh, guy, what was the rune, yeah, what was the rune? And he kind of said that, like, hey, this is like a love rune or something. So he kind of already knew that the girl was into him, um, you know, going through all those, like, scenes and I think... There's nothing to be guilty about if you kind of like... I feel, I feel like he wanted it. I feel like he wasn't Maybe opposed to it. Yeah. Not like... But I also yeah, th- yeah. don't know for sure Definitely. that he would have had sex with the girl uh, had he not been bewitched. However, the second time around, mm, I felt yeah. zero sympathy for him. <clears throat> and I was well happy at the end when she's like, she has a choice. Do you sacrifice your boyfriend or do you sacrifice mm. this random guy from the tribe and she goes with the boyfriend? I was like, fuck yeah, go for it. What a dickhead. I hate this guy. But the first mm. time I didn't. And it's <laughs> weird that my opinion has changed so drastically in between so 2019 and now. But I think I think I was also less upset this time about uh, around about some of the other deaths. Like, I feel the Will Poulter's character deserved it, like, 100%. Because um, he was so rude and disrespectful of the other mm. culture. And just, you knew he was going to die. But even the first time, I was like, yeah, happy for that he's dead. But the Josh guy, um, the first time I felt, oh, no, he was such a nice guy. And this yeah. second time around, I was like, yeah, but he's trespassing. They told him explicitly, do not go into that uh not a hut, but it's like this little building where they keep all the records for the, I say tribe, but it's like mm-hmm. this cult. And he goes at night and he t- yeah, and they cult. say, don't take yeah. pictures. And that's what he does. So yeah, you're trespassing, you're doing something you shouldn't, you're going to die. Um, yeah. And I didn't think he was that nice. Yeah. But I said like that they would have, they would have died either way. Right? Probably. So yes. Not like any of the, not like any of them were going out, like getting out of there, but yeah, like yeah. even, even if there was a chance, right? Like, but 
yeah, killing somebody uh, just for, you know, Oh, there was no chance because (laughs) what? (laughs) But what we kind of learn is that all these foreigners that are brought in for the Midsummer Festival are basically Mm -hmm. doomed. They are going to be sacrifices. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't know that, unbeknownst to them. But so they had no chance to start with, except for Danny, who ends up being the May Queen and ends up finding a new family with this community in Sweden that she finds fam- because she's lost her own family and apparently there's a shot at the end of the movie when so when the little pyramid building thing burns with like the people mm-hmm. inside you you see Danny and the other people crying expressing their pain because obviously some of their own people are burning with the, the rest of the sacrificed you know uh, how do you say I volunteer tribute. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. I had to think about that stupid fucking Hunger Game movie to find a word. <laughs> Anyways, there's a shot. If you look in the mountains around them, you're supposed to be able to see the face of Danny's sister. And I tried and I can't, and I don't know where. I've I like, you know, rewind, play, rewind, play. I, I just can't mm. find it. But apparently, there's a shot where you could see Danny's sister's face. But I think for her, she found a new family and that's like the best ending she could have hoped for. But the first time, that's not what I so felt. So do you think she stayed? Yeah, of course. Because she she's like introduced as like a new member of this community, I think, at that point. Because what else is she going to go back to? She has no family. She quit her studies for now because she, you know, obviously her family died grieving. Um, and she no longer has that toxic relationship holding her back so i think she's gonna stay because i think she's found a new sense sense of purpose and family with that community do you think she's gonna leave i don't think she's gonna leave i think she's gonna die why because uh <clears throat> the thing is like um i found like even those queens you know that are selected each time right i feel like all of them were killed who said that? Because, um, like, you know, I don't think they... Oh, I mean, they. nobody explicitly said that. <laughs> so you're but, just inventing you know, like, storyline. In, in that building where they stayed, you know, they had, like, a wall with pictures yeah. of, of each of those. I don't think... Because they never, like, said, hey, this is the, the last year's queen or, like, she was our, you know... They just... They have just all these pictures. Okay. That are... Yeah. And the same thing, I think that Pele and in one I can't remember which scene was that she also he also showed a picture of one of the queens and she's like, oh look, this is like one of the queens. Okay. Um, and you know was never mentioned again. I just show the picture and I feel I feel like um, those are like kind of exposable. <laughs> Yeah. Like they they do their the queen they they get the blessing done and yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe I'm way off on this, but like Oh, for me she was going to Yeah. yeah. Stay she there. was but like I don't I don't think that she would because she would like cuz I don't know what's happening to them. Right. But... Like it's just on that they showed like the like kind of twice one you know Pele showed on his phone like last years or whichever queen and then he showed like like they showed it again as like this wall of queens Mm -hmm. pictures but 
but never actually mentioned anything on, on that, so I don't know. Oh. Oh, I was wrong about the sister thing. That's why I couldn't see it. Apparently, it's when she becomes the May Queen that you can see that behind her, the face of the sister in the mountains and stuff. So not at the end and like it's after she, you know, they have to dance for like hours and whoever is the last woman mm -hmm. standing becomes the May Queen. So that's prior to her mm -hmm. even seeing uh, Christian having sex with the the girl from the village. Oh, okay. Well, that explains why I could, you know, I rewind it so many times. She <laughs> spent like half an hour. Like, <laughs> I can't see it. Uh, well, yeah. Okay, so there's also a few symbolisms that are important in the film. One of them uh, being the symbols of rebirth and fertility. And that's uh, displayed through the flowers that you see a lot. And I had a note on that. I don't know if you noticed. but So in, the pa in Danny's parents' house at the beginning, you see yellow flowers in on the wallpaper. Um, and you see again flowers when they first arrived at the Swedish village when they walk through the woods you see yellow flowers on the ground kind of showing the path to the village um, and there's flowers all over the village and of course flowers on the dress that she wears as the May Queen and apparently the flowers are a symbol of rebirth and fertility but I don't know if that's true I didn't really know that I don't know yeah I don't know, uh, like, while I remember, like, you mentioned, like, yellow flowers. I don't know if we, like, is that a thing in Belgium or not? But, like, I know in Ukraine, um, if I remember correctly, like, just in general, like, yellow flowers um, associated with, like, death. Oh, for us it's cheating. So usually, like, on a funer funerals and stuff, you would, like, give um, yellow flowers. Really? Oh, we don't know. For us, if, yeah. if a man gives yellow flowers to his wife, it means he has cheated and he's apologizing for it, which is, mm. fuck off. <laughs> I don't need flowers, <laughs> but you can leave. Um, but of course, oh. it's hard to miss the theme of flowers in this movie. I mean, they are omnipresent. I mean, yeah. Um, I don't know if there's anything you picked on, like as far as little details, because... Like I said, it's harder to see when you first watch the movie because you focus on Danny and Christian and those characters. But there's so much going on in the background that's super interesting as well. Um, I don't know if you picked up on anything. Or like you said, you notice the paintings or the Mayflower. Like even where they sleep, if you look at the paintings on the ceilings and the walls behind them, it kind of tells you the story of the movie yeah, the story. and Ari yeah. Aster loves doing this because he's done it in Hereditary as well. He's done it here, and I, from what I heard, because I haven't seen the movie, and I don't plan on seeing this movie, but he does it again in Boys Afraid, so he tells the audience what the movie is going to be from beginning to end, and if you pay attention to the clues, you know. But he also knows that you won't really pay attention to that because that's not what's going on in the foreground. So you're not looking at all those details because you're too busy focusing on, you know, a dialogue or the main characters doing something. Um, did you have any notes? Or I'm really intrigued as to why you you are happy you saw the movie. So you didn't hate the movie, but you don't want to watch this ever again. No, I didn't hate. No, I didn't hate the movie. Um, I th I mean, I've, I've I've put some notes like so something interesting that I've uh, um just 
picked up on like at the at the beginning i think one of the the first scenes um oh yeah, it was like danny i think she was um on the phone with uh, christian and and she's like oh i emailed uh my sister three times and like i kept thinking like who's still yeah to get in touch emails? yeah um uh to get in touch it's like okay you're you're calling or you're texting but you don't that's such email. a random thing um, no, i hate no. this movie they're using emails who does this <laughs> <laughs> okay diva thank you for this insightful comment um yeah there was one thing that i also i don't know or am, am i imagining this or but i think um in one of the scenes when they when they're in the building uh where they were sleeping a lady is like c- comes in is like hey c- uh come over or or something the kids are watching austin powers oh i don't remember they said austin powers is that me did they say austin powers i don't know yeah, maybe i think so <laughs> and so that <laughs> how are you watching this in the set? <laughs> I'm like, what is so random? Why, why the fuck are kids watching Austin Powers? Especially Austin Powers. So bad. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah. Um, I don't remember that they said Austin Powers, but you might be right. I remember they said, oh, the kids are watching a movie. Um, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I think it was Austin Powers. Like, why would they I don't know. It? I mean, yeah, that is so random. random. Did you... So... Um, you know how the bear comes back as being a massive plot point at the end of the movie because Christian is going to have to wear like this bear suit that's made out of an actual bear. Did yeah. you notice at the beginning when they first arrived in the village and people are like giving them a tour and the British couple is also given a tour and they walk by a cage with a bear and someone goes like, so are yeah, we just going to yeah. ignore the bear then? And they go, it's a bear. And then you just ignore the bear. Mm -hmm. The camera just moves on and you move on uh, with the camera. And I thought that was... I don't remember that at all from my first viewing. But this time I was like, fucking hell. At this point, yeah, yeah, we know there's going to be a bear. And they just, (laughs) eh, we don't care about the bear. And you forget about it until it comes back at the end. And I don't really understand why he had to wear a bear costume, to be honest. But um, yeah, I suppose symbolism... Yeah, I I definitely when I, when I saw that uh the, the saw saw that scene with like ignoring the bear, um I thought like I was like at that point I'm like okay it's gonna be used for some cultish stuff okay. but I thought that the bear is probably gonna eat eat one of them or or okay you know, yeah something I did not see that they're gonna just you know got him take everything out and stuff a man inside a bear that was gross yeah I did not see that and I point. think of all the yeah. ways to oh. die because I think the other people were killed and then they did terrible things with the bodies because at some point Christian finds a body that's proper so I don't know I know it's a viking thing when they open your back and spread out the organs and stuff yeah it's called the eagle something I forgot yeah. what um but I think they did that to the yeah. body after it, the person was dead but Christian is paralyzed but he was apparently still alive. No, that guy no, can't be alive. They, because... He had flowers in his eyes and shit. No. The guy in the barn that Christian no, finds. No, because, yeah, the guy the guy in the barn, he apparently, I think he was still or meant to be alive because when? the lungs, like, 
when they, they showed him from the back that he's like open, his lungs were still moving. No. So I think like no. the point there, yeah, that he was still alive. Yeah, the lungs were still moving. No, I, think I don't he, think so. He was still kind of alive. Okay, I take yeah. it back then. That's terrible. That's so gruesome. Why would you do that? Because he had like flowers stuffed in his eyes, and yeah, his organs splayed. I mean, the flower. Yeah, yeah, but you could, you know, they could have done the same thing. They could have just paralyzed him and then, like, you know, oh, okay. the eyes That's... out. Um, I don't know if I saw yeah, that. But I think that that, he, that guy was uh, still alive. Okay, that's disgusting. Because I was going to say, for me, the worst way to go was probably Christian's way. Because he wasn't a volunteer like the other two villagers who wanted to go and burn up. So he was paralyzed and stuffed in that building and just set on fire. And he couldn't even scream or... He was just sat in a bear costume. Also, mm. in a bear costume, you're fairly hot as it is. Imagine in a bear costume, surrounded mm. by fire. That's just internable. It's too too hot. Too hot. <laughs> Warning label. Please do not wear. Are you worried about that? That that's what do you worry about? Thought, oh, that's that. Yeah, I was worried about the heat. To be honest, I was like, oh my, the poor man. <laughs> um, but then. <laughs> He must be hot. <laughs> Not as hot as he's going to get. Um, but this time I was happy he was going to die. So I was like, yeah, you deserve a prick. Um, what did you think about the scene where the two older villagers jump from the cliff and then the guy... Yeah, yeah I was like, get smashed. Yeah, because um, he misses himself. Yeah, I get. I guess I was. I was when I was watching that. I was like fifty fifty on on the whole fact if the lady's gonna fall by herself right. or not, or is it just some sort of a? So I wasn't sure what's gonna happen there. Um. Well, yeah, I, I was. You know, fifty fifty of that. But you know, the fact that when they when they showed the guy with the hammer, yeah, also was like wasn't sure exactly why would they have a hammer, but then. You know, when, when the guy falls and he doesn't die, uh-huh. um, kind of makes sense. They're like, oh, okay, that's probably not the first time when somebody no. falls and not dies. And you have to f- finish Do you them. think you would have uh, left at much. that point? Like, do you, do you understand that most of them are fine with this? That Christian is fine with it. Josh is like, it's weird, but it's their culture. Danny is a bit unsure. But it's only the British people that are like, yeah, we're leaving. This is not right. I think I would have been gone, Um, like, at that point. I start running away. Yeah, I don't think I would be, you know, trying to uh, make sense into the people who are standing there. I would be, like, fucking running. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just legging it. I just... But that always worries me when you start running away. You have to go get your passport and stuff first. Like, you can't just leave, leave. Yeah, I don't think you were. Uh, I don't know. Because you're in a I foreign country, just... right? That always is yeah, my worry in also... films like that. Just go get your stuff because you left your passport, your wallet, my, your phone. Would you, uh, like, like yeah. clothes? You I... run. No, oh. but exactly. What, the, what, what you're saying is, like, you know, a, uh, a plot to or part of a story of a horror movie where you try to go back and you know like I know it's usually like when you see people going back you're like sitting in front of TV and screaming why the fuck are you going back you need your passport to uh, leave the country you can't just leave I, Sweden and yeah, be like yeah I mean 
Yeah, yeah, you're not leaving Sweden. You're going to the embassy, you're going to the police, you're getting a new passport, you're getting something. Maybe. Like, if... Yeah, yeah I would be if, worried if about my passport. goes down... <laughs> no, yeah, but... <laughs> goes down, something like this, I wouldn't be worried about a fucking passport or the fact that, you know, my iPhone is still but in the... the iPhone, like, just uh, leave it? Them. But, like, my wallet? No, I don't know. But on the scene, no, Cliff... I'm just... I have a very funny review that I found and I think it's hilarious so I'm going to share it with you. It's about the scene cliff and it's written by Limmy. I don't know who that person is but it says my favorite bit uh, is the cliff jump and my favorite bit about the cliff jump is the old guy fucking it up. Why did he think he could just fall feet first like that and die? I mean what was he thinking? His wife got it spot on, and he goes and fucks it up. What an embarrassment. It makes you wonder if it was typical of him. We never find out much about the pair of them, but you just know it was typical of him to be a fucking embarrassment like that. You just know she's <laughs> had to put up with decades decades of him making all these blunders, like going up the loft and putting his foot through the ceiling or forgetting to bring the passports when they're about to get on a flight. I bet he forgot to bring the passports for their flight to the festival. I bet she told him she just knew he would fuck it up and forget like he fucks up everything. <laughs> and I bet she told him he'd probably fuck up the cliff jump as well. And he did. And I just think it's so funny. Because <laughs> I can totally yeah. see. Because like, he's correct though. Why would you jump feet first when you know you're supposed to yeah. land like preferably with your face at the she bottom? Yeah. yeah. Oh, but I think that's the only gruesome scene in the movie, though. That's the only... Because when they bash yeah, their the head... Face, oh, uh, the face was... Yeah. That was disgusting. But that's the only and time the, where you cringe. Yeah. On, on the point of laughing, uh, I found this um, kind of like an interesting fact okay. uh, about the movie that apparently when, when the movie was released in Sweden, uh, so rather than, you know, be... Uh, afraid, scared, the audience there laughed. So, and then many Swedish critics like praised the film as excellent black comedy. Well, it is. <laughs> I don't know about comedy. Yeah, so. Uh, it is a little bit funny. And apparently, uh, in the cinema, uh, the, the Swedish people, they were like laughing. Oh, God. Um, I don't know about comedy. I would say it's a tragedy, a drama, and like a horror horror-ish it's not very horror-y but i guess the horror comes from the fact that you know the cult is up to no good and you're just waiting and waiting to see what are they gonna do and of course you see the cliff scene and you're like that's bizarre i would probably leave but then they also seem so nice and especially with danny they like welcome her into their fall and and then they they kill everyone so yeah they're not good yeah, like I, I wouldn't, I would definitely not call it a black no. comedy. I think the 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 Swedish critics who called this black comedy, they should watch Tucker and Dale versus yes, which we reviewed in episode three, two. Yeah. I forgot. I think it's three. Yep. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Where do you stand on the idea that the film is a breakup movie? Uh, I could, like. Now that you've said it, you know, like, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't think that that would change your opinion on the movie. Opinion in, what did yeah. you think of the direction? 
still like that. Yeah. And the cinematography or. Oh yeah, it was good. Yeah, everything was good. Like on point, I like I said, like I enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. It's good, um, but yeah, I just didn't didn't um, it didn't really connect it. Would you want to be interested in seeing more of Ari Aster's work, though? Having seen this one and thinking, or do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would watch something of his again, um, but. You know, like seeing seeing the um, kind of reviews, um, because yeah, I mean, I've looked him up. I was like, okay, who's this guy? And just looking at the the the, the other two movies that are like somewhat recent, um, uh, I'm like, okay, one was like on IMDb that Bo is afraid. The most recent one, is yeah, like but that one sounds like, terrible. Mm-hmm. Although, like. Yeah, even though you know, like you look at the cast, like yeah, the cast but the story okay, sounds you know? dreadful. Um, yeah, so I'm like, mm, I don't know. I guess, like, you know, I wouldn't mind if I had to. Um, I wouldn't, you know, like seek it out. All right, I wouldn't seek his movie. Okay, out. for me, I I had seen Hereditary before I watched Midsummer. Um, I feel like Hereditary is a bit more. S- horror-ish but what makes like a classic horror no yes and no i think the underlying themes are much like here not horror themes but the setting and the progression of the story probably is more tantamount to a horror movie than this one is only i don't know if it was rated r maybe you know that I assume it was because of the cliff scene, uh, Midsummer, or was it PG something? Oh uh, yeah, rated R. R. Yeah, no, no R. But this one, to me, apart from the cliff scene where you really, yeah, you see a lot of gore and a face being smashed in, big, and I think part of the 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 thing with this movie is because it's set in daylight all the time and it's beautiful and bright and the setting is amazing. It it just makes you want to go there. The flowers as well. It's hard to feel like you've watched a horror movie by the end of it. And I feel it's more like a drama story for me. Where you see a woman overcoming her grief and her pain and letting go of a very toxic relationship and finally becoming her own person. Sort of, not a coming of age story, but sort of like a social, not social. Yeah, I think it's more like a drama to me. Than a horror movie. Yeah, I mean that. Um, that's why uh, actually IMDb lists us in in genres. If you look it up, IMDb lists us as drama is one of being one of the. Okay, genres. yeah, that makes sense. But I think also you're missing out by not watching it again because okay. I feel like maybe your opinion might change and you might notice more things that the director has placed in the movie and you might think that's super smart. Therefore, this guy. I'm interested. I'm interested in seeing what he can do, you know, next. However, Bo is afraid is not what I was hoping he would do next, <laughs> but he did. So I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I I don't know if I love this movie, but like it's one of those movies that when I put it on, I do not look at my phone at any point. I'm focused on the screen. It totally grasps my attention for sure. Oh yeah, like. You know, we said that the movie is like quite long. It's yeah. like two and a half hours, and yeah, you know, I I watched it in one sitting without Same. any interruption. So yeah, and that's why I said like you know I did enjoy the movie. I did like it, but yeah, just okay, not not, not 
I think it could be because not, not connected to no it. offense, you're a man, and I think this movie caters more to, in a way, women. I feel like maybe it's more appealing to me because I see a woman <laughs> overcoming a very struggle, yeah, and a toxic relationship with a guy that doesn't respect, etc. Those are themes that may appeal more to women because the woman here, Danny, fights yeah. back and she wins in the end. I'm putting this in air quotes. It's not about winning, but. So maybe you as a man would be like, that. I, d- I can't relate to this theme at all. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I just think it's a very smart movie, though. But yeah, no. I would recommend it, though. I don't know if it's my favorite movie ever. I rate it high because I think visually it is stunning. I think Florence Pugh is amazing as well. So, so what so where would you rate it? I think if I had to out of 10, right? It's like IMDb. Yeah, IMDb has it as... 7.1 oh i would give it a solid 8.2 that's a very specific rating (laughs) but to me yeah yeah, it's just yeah but i would not have given it that the first time the first time i would have said 7.5 and it's only because i rewatched it and found Mm. so many clues and so many hidden not easter eggs but little things hidden in the background i was like fucking hell Ari has uh, Ari Aster, hard to say, is such a smart director. It's very interesting what he can do. So yeah. Apparently a writer and director yes, on that yes, movie. Yes, that's true. Writer and director on this movie. Yeah, but to me, the, the 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 it's not so the writing that's the most interesting part. However, it's very good, but it's the directing. I just it's mm-hmm. it's amazing to me what he what he did with this. So yeah, I'd give it an eight point two. What would you give it? Uh, you know, if at best, Come on. at best, like a seven. Mm. At best. Tima? If no. I'm if I'm like super duper almost that a six point five, like solid. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I thought you'd like it, but I I I, I am I am thankful. Okay. For, for you actually giving me this movie. Because now yeah. you can say, I've seen Midsummer. I'm, I don't live in a cave or something. Yeah. Much yeah. like I think you do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I live in the land down under. Yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> you cave. haven't seen a lot of very good movies. I don't understand. Barbarian was one. Oh, pff, you know. Mm, yeah. Well, I've seen Bloodsport. Hello. That's not a great... <laughs> okay, that's nuts. <laughs> It's all right. <laughs> I guess then uh, yeah. I give it an 8.2. You give it a 7, right? Are you sticking with 7? At best, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll stick with Okay, seven. fine. Um, then I guess we can move on to Silo, which was your pick. And it's a series. Yep. We do not know how long we have been underground or who built the silo. We do not know why there is no life outside the silo. We only know that here is safe and there is not. Ever notice anything strange about the silo? 
Some mysteries are best left unsolved. What's the big question? What if everything you know to be true was one big lie? Okay, Jess, now it's my turn, or our turn, to discuss the TV series called Silo. So, the story of the show is based in the dystopian future where people live in a giant silo underground with several or many, many regulations which they believe are in place to protect them from toxic, ruined world on the outside. Um, so as I mentioned, to live there, you must follow the rules. Um, there's a very distinct hierarchy classes uh, of people, which are from, you know, all the way but to the bottom where they do cleaning, uh, maintenance, all the way to the top where, you know, the leaders are sitting, the, the sheriffs, the mayors. So... But obviously, like, there are people who don't follow the rules, and those are the dangerous peoples. Dangerous people, and usually, um, if you are caught up by not following the rules, the punishment is simple. You are um, sentenced to death, and that is by going or being allowed to go on the outside. It's about to go cleaning, right? So yeah, dystopian future. Isn't it like, they, oh yeah, they have to go outside, but they have a yeah. choice to clean or not clean the yeah. camera thing. Yeah. Clean or not to clean, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the rating for this movie sits at, on IMDb, it's an 8.1, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it's an 88%. Oh. Um. It was, yeah, it was first released in May of this year. And in terms of, like, genres, um, IMDb rate, uh, has it as a drama, mystery, and sci-fi. And 100% agree on all Yeah, three. I suppose. Definitely a drama, definitely a mystery. Sci-fi, yeah. Yep, sci-fi. Um, so the... The show is on Apple TV mm -hmm. Plus in, yeah. I believe it's any region that has it. Um, the main actors here for me, I see Rebecca Ferguson, who outside of this show, probably the, her most famous role are in Mission Impossible and Doom. Ah, uh, yeah. That's probably the most yeah. recent one. What, you didn't know she was in Doom? Or no, I did. Marvel. I just forgot. <laughs> I know she's in both, but I forgot she was Jessica in uh, in Dune. Like the mom, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And so then we have Common, <laughs> who play, played in John Wick. I know, I love Wanted. Him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was Wanted he and Suicide oh, yeah. Squad. Yeah. What? In Who was he Squad. in Suicide Squad? Yeah. I don't remember his character. But, Which Suicide yeah. Squad? The James Gunn one? Or the one... 
the, the, the shit one. first one. I think it's the oh. first. Yeah, the shit one. Who the fuck was he in, in uh, Suicide Squad? Well, you can Google it later. I will Google um, it. But yeah. And then we have Tim Robert. Tim Robbins. Him. Who... Yeah. So the cast, the cast, like, there's, I mean, many great um, actors playing that. But, yeah, I think that it was a fantastic cast and everything was, everyone who played it was, was casted very well. I know who um, coming was in that. Suicide Squad yeah. is the fucking henchman, like a Joker henchman. Like a random guy that you see maybe two seconds mm. on the screen. He plays Monster T. Okay. Nobody remembers him in that. Mm-mm. No. Well, that's why you don't no. remember them. I kind of like remember his face, but like I wouldn't, you know, I couldn't remember exactly. No, I guess was. not. I mean, yeah. You haven't said so, yeah, Ian said, Glenn. The, the act- I- Ian Glenn is in this. He plays the dad, Juliet Nichols' dad, and he was in like so many things. He was in Game of Thrones, in Resident Evil. Oh, uh, yeah. Love him. And you just forgot he was I mean, there. Like I said, there's a lot of people. I didn't want to name everybody, but... Not everybody, but... Like, I feel he's, like, a well-known actor, right? Such as, like, Tim Robbins and... Yeah. yeah, Ian Glenn, I feel like... When you see him on screen, you're like, Oh, it's Friendzone from Game of Thrones. Yeah, he Mm. was in love with Daenerys, right? And she was like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I forgot he was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, he was there for a long time. It wasn't just a side (laughs) character. Oh my god, Dima. All right. Mm, (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, so, like I said, great actors. Mm. That's the the point that I'm trying to make, Jess. Yes. Lots of good actors. Yeah, that's correct. Lots of good actors. And it's not just the actors, but the whole... I feel like the production and design were fantastic. Yeah, the design. And like, I agree. The whole yeah, the whole silo was designed very well, and so the the, the whole world and that they live in is like looks absolutely amazing. Yeah. And um, I wonder if it looks like actually, the books portray because. I haven't read the books, and I wonder if when you watch the show and you have read the books, if you think, oh, that looks exactly like what I thought it would look like. So, you know, very funny, because when we gave each other homework and I and I told you Silo, mm-hmm. and you something, 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 books, like, I'm like, what? Is it based on a book? I had no fucking idea, to be honest. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> zero clue that it's so I guess you haven't book. read the books <laughs> oh, <pfft. laughs> uh, you had a month <laughs> <laughs> yes so I was actually because I love the show honestly I love the show so I'm like okay I love the show I'm gonna read the book okay. then I um, I find the book and it's like 600 pages up I'm like, mm, okay, I'm probably not going to Don't love the show so much. <laughs> Still love I the show. I my mind. <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't... I mean, I'm okay to read, but like 600 pages. I'm like... It's, it's good, much. though. No. Um. Yeah. But also, you know, like, when you read a book and you have that many characters... I feel like oh, I would just be completely lost. 
maybe especially like because it's that long so but yeah i don't know um so that's probably you know a hint that i'm not gonna read the next two books but i will definitely <laughs> right so there's three books but in the series there's three books yeah do you know uh, if season one cover the so if season one of the show whole covers book. the whole first book yeah so it's supposed to be yeah. then a three seasons type of show yeah Okay, good. Unless they, you know, like improvise and and maybe Definitely. for the season two, if they want to stretch it out, stretch it out, and they, you know, let's do part se- part you know, one of season, season two, two, part one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although you know, like funny thing, I think with Apple so far, they I don't think they've ever like they haven't done it. Um, no, because on Apple. Plus Apple TV, it's all their exclusive, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sh- both mo- movies and and shows, and I don't think they've done part. No. Of a season, I don't think so. It's so. Al- always like season one, season two. Um. So I don't know if they will. I mean, if they want to milk it, in you know, like um, just stretch it out because you know, obviously, we know for a fact that there's only three books or three seasons. So unless they want to milk it out and yeah. stretch it out, maybe. Um. But yeah. Um, and yeah, they've covered the whole book, so I'm not reading the the two and three, so which is a good thing, you know, no spoilers for me uh, on what's coming, but a lot of buzz seems to be happening online, uh, a lot of spoilers, so I tried to avoid it. Yeah, so when I was doing the research, um, but yeah, so yeah, so I, I guess the um the main character here uh in the show was Rebecca Ferguson mm-hmm. uh who is Juliet yes. Juliet Ju- Nichols Do they call her Juliet or Ju- Juliet, Juliet I think yeah I oh, yeah. uh who is an engineer um tasks tasked with unraveling the mystery behind the death of a colleague uh who was also her lover yeah also um, a lover cuz he wasn't an engineer was he whatever his name was what was his name no, no, but he was uh, he was uh, he wasn't an engineer. George, George yeah. he wasn't an engineer, but he was working down there only because he wanted her he was working in the. To, well, we'll get to that, but yeah, 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 obviously, yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. I guess if we sort of stay, you know, step back and and talk about like because what the genre of the movie is uh-huh. sci-fi. I mean, it's definitely yeah. sci-fi. Because it asks, like, questions of, like, you know, what if? Um, So the biggest questions here, you know, what if humanity uh, has to exist underground with no real purpose? Because that's kind of like what they're doing, right? There's no, like... Yeah, definitely. There's no no purpose to their existence. It's like survival. Well, I feel humanity is very good at finding purpose, though. Like, even in their silo, everyone there thinks they have a purpose in the silo, I mean. So the engineers, their purpose is to keep the thing running. The doctors, their purpose is to help uh, yeah, people I mean, uh, stay healthy. So everyone has a purpose, but it's scaled yeah, back I mean, to the silo uh, yeah. world. As opposed to a purpose yeah. in, like, an open world. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, so, so you know, the, the, the general, you know, what if... Um, Mm-hmm. around silo but like 
I think for me, like the basic questions that I initially had was like, who are these people? You know, like, um, how, when, why did they get there? Um, yeah, definitely the when and why is uh, I high up on my question ladder, but also yeah. So that kind of like ties into like what happened on the outside, you know, like yeah. And but yeah. But I think the show. So the first episode, we don't see Juliet Nichols. We focus on the on the sheriff. Um, who was he? Sheriff and Becker and his wife Allison, and. She, they want kid, and they are. Well, Becker is not the. Isn't no. it Becker? Holston. The sheriff was Holston Hol- Becker, Holston. right? Wasn't that his? Yeah. Uh, and n- never mind. Holston then, and uh, Addison, and they want kids, and they are granted this permission to try to have a kid. And already you're like, huh, that's a weird thing that you need approval to procreate. And mm-hmm. then slowly but surely, they can't get pregnant. And she starts, she meets George Wilson or Wickens or whatever, George, the guy. And he finds this hard drive and he's like enlisting her to help him decode it. And she does. And she finds pictures of the outside world being super green, super beautiful. And she starts thinking, they're lying to us. We're stuck here, but outside is livable. And so after. This first episode, my main question was, are they truly being lied to or is outside not, you know, is it is the outside the way they are seeing the outside? Because so in the silo, they have all these monitors that play the picture from a camera that's, I guess, set up outside of the silo. So they can see outside from inside the silo and it looks like a nuclear landscape. It's all... Ravaged, mm. and she thinks they're lying, and they play, they're playing this fake video. And at the end of the episode, she ends up going outside, but by by her own will. She asks to go outside, and then when a citizen asks that, they have to grant him the the permission to go outside, and she does. And she cleans, and she had said to her husband, "If if it is truly green, I will clean." And she cleans, and then she dies. And so for me, the main question but beyond the why are they there, when did this happen, was like, why is going on outside? And like imagining, oh, there might be a tribe living mm. outside that made it. And I think, of course, that's the main question of the entire season. Like, is, is it truly green outside or is it a nuclear landscape? And you do get an answer yeah. to that. So for those who think, oh, it's a series based on a series of books, that means like Game of Thrones, I'm going to have to watch 15 seasons to get like one answer. Fuck that. I am part of this category of people. I hate, hate, hate having to watch many seasons to get the answers I want. So in this scenario, for this one question, you do get an answer at the end of the series, the first season. Mm-hmm. But the other questions you ask, we don't get any answers, right? We don't know why they are there. We don't know when. Not yet. Not at least. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. And there are many uh, unanswered questions at the end of the show, to me. Too many unanswered questions, to be honest. Is that a bad thing? Yes, it is a bad thing. I mean, you want to be excited for the... No. Oh, you want to be excited for the next episode? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> but if you, if you answer all the questions, why why the fuck would you, would you need a season two or the the second book or the third book? I I get that, but I also I am I am tired of series lasting forever. Why can't we have one good series, one good season of a show, and by the end of the series, the show is over? And it was fantastic, and I don't need a season two because it was its own perfect little thing in one season. I am tired of having to wait years and years and years to get answers I want. So in that regard, yeah, I don't like this. That bothers me. And I understand it's based on a series of books. And to be fair, the season was like, what, 10, 10 episodes or 12 episodes? Ten. Or 8 episodes? 10. 10. I feel like it was 8 maybe. Or maybe 10. Let's say it's 10. And in 10 episodes, you couldn't have done much more. But at the same time, the start of the series is very slow. And I feel like I feel like if they had put more... I feel like a lot have happened. Maybe. I feel like in each episode, a lot has happened. Uh, I feel like some of the, the... So the first episode is super good. The second episode for me starts getting a bit... No, the second was good. And a third was slow for me. Like it started to get a bit too long for it to become interesting. Because it takes a long time for Juliet Nichols to like start really her investigation once she gets the sheriff, you know, the sheriff's job, etc. It takes a long time for the story to progress, I feel. Okay. Well, if you feel that way. Um... <laughs> I do feel this way, very strongly. Um... But yeah, so well, do you think that there could be, um, it could be like slow because there could be like multiple storylines there. So one would be like... I think it's like you said, I think there's many characters to start with. That's the thing, right? You have to introduce them well so that we know, we understand them. Um, And like you said, there are many characters and some of them die and are replaced. And so it's always the ping pong of introducing this new one. So that's part of why maybe it's slow. But I think I think the, the, the problem, it's not a problem, but I think what they wanted to do was to adapt the first book. That was always the plan. So that's what they did. And I think maybe some of the episodes are a bit slower because if they had rushed it, then the season wouldn't have last, lasted 10 episodes. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. I haven't. That's annoying because I haven't read the book, so I don't know if a lot is missing from the book or if they have added stuff. I don't know. But I felt like either the season could have been a bit shorter, or they could have maybe answered more stuff. I, don't I mean, know. if the book is almost six hundred pages, I don't feel like like it could be. Yeah, that's a lot. Because if you no. if you start shrinking down, then you'll have like people like complaining like, "Hey, you cut this, you cut that," and. Um, yeah, but maybe the book is six and six hundred pages long because it takes like two pages to describe a door, or like <laughs> you know. Well, some books do that, like Lord of the Rings. Fuck that! I'm not gonna read <laughs> three paragraphs on the leaves of a tree. <laughs> no, that's not. I don't. I have things to do. Um, but I don't know. I've, I I I. Sh- the thing is, I thought about reading the books and I was like, but then I'm going to spoil the, the series. I'm going to I'm gonna know what's going on. And I don't want to. I kind of want to find out with the series. Um, 
That's why, like you, I avoided the spoilers on social media. I didn't want to know how it ended. Okay, so do you, like, obviously now that you've finished the the show, do you think would you start reading from book two? No, I would start with book one. Just to find out, or you, would you wait, wait for you would start with I think one. I would start with book one to see because if I, if they introduce more characters in the book and then you you start with book two and you're like who the fuck are these people it's annoying because maybe the show could uh, cut some characters out it would make sense that you don't have the, all of the same characters um, I don't know I think I would start from book one mm. okay um, yeah interesting so um like I, to be honest, like I have so many questions about the movie, and like I don't even know which one I would want to start with or just go deep into because I feel like almost every question is a deep one. But um, okay, well, easy question then. What do you think is at the bottom of the side or where the water is? And she she didn't want to go I in feel- the water, but George said no, but- you. I did it. And it wasn't that hard. What do you think well, is there? I think they said that, uh, like, based on the plan, I think they said that there's a tunnel. Yeah, but what do you Even... think the tunnel leads to? Uh, I think it leads uh, to another I, I th- silo. Yeah, I think all those silos that they show in the you know last scene of the last episode. Um, yeah, I feel like all those tunnel, uh, all those silos are connected through um, definitely those tunnels. Yeah. Yeah. But then it but, it's weird to me that the the let's say the militia who is ruling the silo wouldn't really know about that because they didn't seem to know about that place uh, in the, not, like above not, the not even they because the I mean the main um, you know I don't want to call him uh, the, the the bad guy but um, oh, man. Uh, the Bernard. Because even he didn't know. Bernard? Who's Bernard? Wait, the... the fuck? Who is Bernard? <laughs> the mayor. <laughs> oh, right. That's his name, Bernard? In the <laughs> it was called something else. <laughs> mayor something. Tim Robbins. <laughs> okay, Bernard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, but okay, his character, did... since we're yeah, on him. Even he... Yeah, because um, he he's... He's kind of in charge there, um, right. you know, yeah, de facto. He, 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 mm-hmm. He's in charge and even he, so he is supposed to have the most information. And even he yes. didn't know about the tunnel because when when no. Juliet briefly mentioned the tunnel. Um, he seemed confused, and, yeah. Yeah, he seemed confused there. So even he didn't know yeah. anything about that. And yeah. so, yeah, it's yes. interesting. But, but yeah, then... I okay. His character was probably the worst Brit in terms of writing. From the first time you see him on screen, you're like, he's a bad guy. He's behind all of this shit. I feel like he wasn't written well enough that I doubted at any point that he was going to be the main cunt. Sorry, the mm, main bad guy. Really? Because well, I, I wasn't sure. I, I, I mean, I started picking up later maybe in the show because at the beginning they didn't really show him much there was like no. one or two like scenes that they showed him like in that um you know i think in episode one in that uh mm-hmm. it room or whatever room yeah. that was where the 
that Alice, I think Allison, who's the yeah. at that time sheriff's um, wife, was working. Yeah. So like th- th- those are many scenes at the, at him at the beginning. So only like when they started showing him more and more. I think that's where yeah, I started I, to. Like, you'd. I don't think you cast Tim Robbins to give him like a, a side role. So as soon as I saw him on screen, I was like, oh, he's going to be a main character. I don't like him very much. He, saw, he, he just gave me bad vibes. So you knew he was going to be. And as soon as he became mayor because the mayor was assin- assassinated, I knew, oh, okay, he's the bad guy. So that for me was a letdown when he turns out to be the bad guy. I was like, oh, what a big reveal. Jesus. <laughs> I roll. Um, that was a bit shite, you know, because like the character was not written smartly enough to me. He was too nice to Nichols when everybody wanted her to be gone and go back to the bottom level. And he was uh, so nice to her. I was like, That's, there's something here. It's he, he doesn't know her. He doesn't like her from what we know. Why is he being all nice and trying to help her and being on her side against judicial? Um, mm. Yeah, it just didn't make sense. But he didn't seem to know about the tunnel. So, but then, yeah, but then that's why, I'm, I mean, that's a question I would like to have an answer to. And I think that would be an easy one to answer. That Maybe in the second season, what's under the water? Because if you have to start answering questions like when did this happen and why, that would take a long... I think, depending on how they do it, but it would take a long time to explain the whole thing. You can't do it in two sentences. So I don't think you could do it in one episode, per se. Or maybe. Um, Okay. One here. So why do you think, like, in general, like, why do you think people clean the camera when they're out? Because they see the fake really feed. For for others to see the Yeah, because Yeah, but yeah. They think it's green, right? Because so you think be, okay. because they're being yeah. tricked into thinking it's all lush and green and looks uh, beautiful. So they clean so that they hope people can see what they see, but they don't realize that they don't but, see the real outside. So it's super fucking Yeah, sneaky. but don't you think Yeah, but don't you also think that because it's not like you can clean off, you know, a different picture. No, but I don't think they understand that. I think they, I think it's an illogical decision of thinking, maybe, just maybe, if I wipe it very hard or something, they will see? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Because I see no other oh. reason. I don't think they clean just because, oh, I'm here now, I uh, might as well. No, I think it's because they see the feed being projected in their helmet and they think, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, so, and they clean. Yeah, so kind of like that's kind of, you know, what I thought. I was like, hey, they probably, you know, they want others to see what they see. Yeah. But then the more I started thinking, like, but can can you actually, it's not like you can... You know, by cleaning the dirt, you can. Well, you know, I change don't the picture. think, that, yeah, because obviously they've seen the picture. Yeah. Because obviously they've seen the the picture every single yeah. day. And um, it is a bit stupid. That they went to the cafeteria. But do you think maybe they yeah, don't understand that? Like, I think apart from Allison, who started questioning things, I don't think that the people who were sent outside to clean always understood that 
maybe they were being lied to. Maybe some of them just thought, oh, the picture is a bit grimy. I just need to clean it. Mm. I think not all of the people that were sent out questioned if they were being lied to or like if the image they were, were being shown were real. But what I first thought, and I'm going to ask you the same thing. So the first episode, we see Alison going outside and we see that she sees it's beautiful and green and she dies. Why did you think she died without knowing anything else? I thought it was like some sort of a, a gas. Me too. Uh, being pumped they were poisoning in, into her. her yes. Like, mask. Yeah, Me they were too. poisoning them. Same. Okay, cool. But then obviously, and then at the end, so why is Juliet not dying? Do you think it's because the seal well, on her suit are better? Because so they replaced the tape on her suit with like the good tape, yeah. right? Do yeah. you think that's why? But then, how long can she stay outside? <laughs> like it's not. Um. Well, the thing is, I think she should stay long enough to get to the next silo. I don't think you can just knock on the silo and be like, "Yo, any room?" No, because it's not it's not it's not just the seal, right? Assuming the seal would be fine for for, you know, forever. Mm-hmm. Um but she, she has, has that oxygen tank. Right. You know, not just eat, but like she has like oxygen tank on her back. Mm-hmm. Right, which is, you know, x amount of hours. So, you know, assuming the seal will gonna last those hours you still need you have to worry about the oxygen okay but so the other people they died because the seal was shit and so what do you just die because your yeah, skin so is they exposed got, they got poisoned yeah so they got poisoned by the toxic air because we still don't know right they we still had oxygen happened, right like, the... like i'm not so sure i understand how no, no. you just die yeah, by being exposed it, no, no because because it's poison poison radiation or whatever got through. and you die in two seconds um that's some good radiation i guess so <laughs> fucking hell well, i mean, <laughs> I mean uh, it would take more again, and you get comes, sick. like we don't know yeah we don't yeah. know it's an unanswered yeah because we don't see we don't see we yeah, we don't see many bodies, to be honest. Like, no, um, we don't. But I'm guessing some of them have been there for long, long, long. So maybe they're completely gone. But then the suit would, uh, wouldn't di- disintegrate, would it? The suit would remain even if your body has yeah. decomposed. Yeah. Your suit would still be there. Yeah. Unless there's some hurricane winds and that well, maybe. should get blown off, but... Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But uh, yeah, I thought the th- I thought the same thing. I thought they were poisoning the gas tank or the oxygen tank, sorry, so that whenever people went outside, they couldn't live, even though it was livable. So it made sense. But I think it's written that way, so that you would think that. Um, yeah. What do you think is in other silos? The same thing. I think it's just the same. They put all of the world population in silos, and so... Every silo is basically a copy of the other. It's the same thing. But do you think... Okay, so here... Like, do you think that every silo evolved in the same way? Because we... Oh, right. It's okay. Like X, uh, because we know that since since the rebellion happened, right? Yeah. It's been 140 years. Right. Since the rebellion, right? But they were, they, they were in that silo even before the rebellion. Yeah. I don't think they, they mentioned like a date or something, no. but 
I don't know, could be another 100 years. So assuming they could be sitting in that silo for over 200 years. And we don't know, like, because one, all those silos could have, like, I would suspect, evolved differently. Or some silos could be dead. Because you see, like, what um, Juliet fixed, she fixed, like, this critical thing. Yeah, the generator. Yeah, generator thing. And then in one of those silos, it could have blown up, right? Or or in... Maybe, like, All of them could have blown up, you know? Are you thinking there's a silo full of cannibals? Is that where you're going with this? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I'm thinking that could be introduced. Where a silo where they all went mad and eat it, like started eating each other. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Don't want to live in that one. Because. Okay. Yeah, because they have, they can have like, I don't know. Well, we know, well, you know, the number 18 in the, the series. It's likely what I think that 18 means is the number of this silo. Probably, yeah. Um, so we know, for example, there's at least 18 silos. And like from that picture view that they show, there's probably even more. Like a hundred or more. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's highly possible and that not all silos have evolved the same way. That That's completely tangible. Um, I wonder if that's where the and show is And some of them could go. have died completely. Yeah, that would make sense. Because like you said, yeah. their generator was about to give up. So she fixed it, but not everyone might have succeeded in doing that. Because she almost died yeah. doing that. So yeah, it would make yeah. sense that some yeah. silos are kaput. Some silos maybe have evolved with... Maybe in some silos, the what are they called? The janitors or the the people who have the screens and watch all the... The Watchers? Forgot if they have a name. Uh, I know it was in Janitor's Cabin. Yeah, but was it? Well, I wonder if if maybe in one of the silos, the people found out about it and they completely eradicated them, so they no longer have that supreme, Mm. like, not race category of people. I don't know. I think that was a cool reveal. However, I feel like you could kind of see that coming as well. The fact that there's somebody money. Yeah, even though I wasn't expecting the level of technology. So like because in the silo they are not allowed to have what are the rules of the silo? Let me find them. I know I put them somewhere. No magnification beyond a certain power uh, point. Power? Mm. No mechanized forms of transportation. And I think no technology, like to that that's like modern at all i can be right i know about the three rules of the silo google help me (laughs) oh no it's two rules sorry it's two rules the two rules of the pack so one was yeah like no no uh elevators and then yeah no no, magnification uh, okay but with the magnification obviously they can't have super duper computers because that would require magnification to even do the the motherboards etc yeah so i kind of throughout the show just figured nobody has technology in the silo so when we saw the reveal with the watchers let's call them that having technology like we know technology and just watching everybody else i was like oh i didn't expect it to this extent i just thought they were a network of spies and they would spy on all the levels etc i didn't fully expect that they had cameras everywhere um 
yeah. Why do you think they can't have the uh, elevators? I have no idea. Yeah, the magnification the made magnification. sense to me because of the rules and because of how they want to control the population. The transport, I think it's also a matter of controlling where people go. And because every time you want to go like somewhere, you have to walk mm. a lot. Um, so I think it helps control yeah. where people go if they have to walk there. You know, and especially fucking stairs. Please stop with the stairs. It's the worst. <laughs> I feel like if you do trekking, it's easier to walk on a path than it is to climb upstairs. I fucking yeah, hate stairs. Down, yeah. yeah. So I feel it's a matter of controlling the population or like at least the movement of the population. But I don't know if there's another reason why they can't have elevators in a silo. Because every time she goes, oh, I'm just going to go visit uh, the bottom level. I'm like, are you fucking serious? That's going to take 40 days to go up and down from the top <laughs> floors. I just don't get it. And they have to pack like a little backpack to go down. Yeah. 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 It's a proper uh, hiking trip. Yeah. Okay. But then that rule, I didn't really understand the elevator, no mechanized forms of transportation whatsoever. So I think it's not only elevators, but they also can't have some sort of a, a rail that would allow them to... How do you, how big do you think the levels are? I mean, because... Like, let's say you're at level five, how big would that be? Would it take a long time to walk all, all the way across? I think, like... I think you would have to have... You, you would have to, like... Because I think they, am I imagining, or did they mention somewhere that the population of the silo is about 10,000 people? Yeah, something like that. It wasn't a big, big number. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would think, like, each level would host, like, a couple of hundred people. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe a hundred. Because, like, when they show silo in a few shots, it looks very, very... um hall it does way? yeah when she's hanging off yeah. the stairs and stuff like yeah 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 it's yeah. super tall um so, but so then... probably like a hundred per 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 level but like because there's multiple levels right when they show like the level where they had crops or you know whatever what are they making because that could be yeah. like several levels yeah maybe but i feel like we never have an answer to those questions to why can't they have like tiny things microchips and stuff we never get an answer to any of that and i'm guessing it's going to be answered in one of the you know series two or three but it bothers me hopefully like but hopefully bernard knows and I'm, i'm very curious to see like what does he actually know you know and then the last scene where he opens yeah when I don't he know. opens that server room and then so I and because that that key was like blinking mm-hmm. so it's likely that probably he, he I think that like through that secret room he might have some sort of a communication maybe with even the other, with other silos. silos maybe yeah uh, maybe Whereas, like you know only the highest ranking uh person in the silo yeah ha- has the the ability to communicate with other maybe silos i mean that would it that would make sense that some people um, know so i think bernard definitely knows there are other silos 
much like he knew the air outside wasn't clean. Um, I think he knows mm. a lot of things, but I think he's, he knows less than we might think he knows. I think there's going to be this one person who knows more than everybody else, but in another side or maybe. I don't know. Um, mm. What did you think of Juliet Nichols' character? I like her. Thank you. Because um, we see like how you know, vulnerable she can get, you know, like she goes, she cries, she laughs, she, you know, like, there's like so many, um, layers, I guess, states that she, she, mm -hmm. she yeah, layers that she've gone through. Um, yeah, and we see how strong she is. And, but even though she's strong, you know, like she, she realizes, you know, like that, for example, that, that George, uh, you know, was just using her. She was sad about that. Yeah. And, um, but then she... So, yeah, I, I feel like her character is pretty good. I, and she played very good. Yeah, I think Rebecca Ferguson's uh, portrayal is top-notch. I think she does a very good job. However, I hate that character. Uh, not hate. I do not like that character. I think she's introduced to us as this badass truth-seeker person. In the first episode we see her in. Uh, and we further that with her fixing the generator? Or was it the engine? No, generator. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I think of her as like... She's smart and she's strong. And she's gonna get... She's gonna go and get what she wants, right? But then as she becomes sheriff... Her decisions to me stop making sense. And I don't understand. Like, she is paired with that guy, Billings, who was supposed to be the the sheriff. Mm -hmm. He was judicial's choice to be the sheriff. And clearly, he's not a terrible guy. Like, at first, I understand that you might be a bit worried about him because he comes from judicial. But he shows her multiple times that he's... He wants what's best for the silo, I think. I know yeah. yeah, he's not a bad guy. And I think, like, if she had trusted him more, he would have helped her more. But she completely alienates him. And she, she, find, she only cares about finding stuff out about George, right? George's death, that she thinks he was killed. And she completely shuts Billing out. And I don't think she's being smart about it at all. She just makes a lot of enemies for no reason. And I just... I don't understand her decisions at that point. I just don't understand why she is so reluctant to accept help from Billings. Why she's so inept at finding... Because she doesn't... Yeah, no. I don't know. It's only towards the end that she gets better. I think her nature, she doesn't try... Yeah, I think she doesn't trust people in general. Um, and maybe the fact that she found out, you know, like the most recently she found out that the one guy that she yeah. kind of trusted betrayed like her. Betrayed yeah, for her. sure. But I think her character got yeah. on my nerves at some point because she kept making decisions that made no sense. She kept shutting people out when they could have helped her. And I didn't think that she was going about her investigation in the correct way. Like, I feel like she could have found out more stuff quicker if she had at least accepted the help from Billings or 
not f- focus too much on uh, George's death. I think, she, I don't know. It just bothered me. Even when she was given like this book with all the pictures from like the seaside, etc., she didn't see the bigger picture. She didn't. She still was too focused on George and why was he dead? And it's like just fucking. We don't care. We care a little bit, but clearly there's something much bigger at play. Maybe you should start focusing on that. Her character really annoyed me. Um, she was rude to Billings for no reason. I quite like Billings until the end, when he was just an idiot. I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious, like, with, with, with Billings, I'm curious, what is the syndrome? Yes. And why are they why, all shaky, right? Like, yeah. No. I also want to know about the syndrome. Yeah. That's weird. Because it, feel, it feels like it's, you know, because the, they've mentioned the syndrome quite a few times, and it seems like people are scared of that, and I feel like if they mention it, it's probably something to it. Yeah. And it's probably important. Yeah, because... They mention it prior to us meeting Billings and then we see him and we see that he has the syndrome mm-hmm. and I also want to know how do people get it? What what does it do to uh, and what does it do to a person once you have it? Like, Because for him, he shakes a bit. Yeah. like He doesn't have full control of his hand or something. But that's as far as we know for the symptoms. Um, so yeah, I'm interested. That's a good question that could be answered in season two, hopefully. Mm. Um. Uh, a character I loved was Walker, like the old woman who lived in her flat but never left the flat. And that was like a substitu- a, subst- a mother substitute mm-hmm. for Juliet. I really like how she was built up as a character. Uh, and so at the end also, when she basically leaves her flat to get the tape to help save Juliet, you feel the emotion in that because she's been built so well throughout the show as a character and you know she would never leave her flat and she got on a better choice but she she does Mm -hmm. she leaves it because she wants to save Juliet um I really felt that was an emotional moment and she is like a proper badass that woman I love her she's really good but yeah, I have issues with Juliet's character not Rebecca Ferguson's interpretation I love her I think she's a fantastic actress, but I didn't like the character too much. And that took me out of the show because I couldn't understand why she understands there are cameras and she doesn't even share that with Billings. And Billings will go against Common's character for her. Maybe maybe to protect him? I don't think so. I think it's because she doesn't because... trust him enough. And that, it fucking pisses me off. It's like, just fucking trust one person. One person that can help. I don't know. That bothered me. And I don't like, but that's due to it being based on a series of books. But I'm sorry, it just, the ending felt, it was a big reveal, but at the same time it wasn't. And it was a massive cliffhanger. And now I'm like, oh, I have to wait probably two years because of the actors, uh, the sag strike. So if they don't have the writers for the show, we're not going to see a good show. So we're going to have to wait fucking years to see the rest of it and that pisses me off but it's based on a series of books so i can't say anything i understand why well so in that case you know you can start reading one two and three and then they'll no because then i ruined the show you know then when i watch next season i'm gonna know exactly what's going on 
and I'll be like, oh, that's not like in the book. And I'm going to become even more annoying <laughs> and criticize it even more. I don't know. Is there like from, from all these like questions based on, you know, what you've seen in the shows, is there anything else like plot wise that you're curious to find out? Plot wise? Okay. So I'm interested to find out about the rules. Like I said, about the pact, like you, I would like to know what the revolution was about. Cause I have a feeling it's probably connected to people finding out about lies or like because clearly outside is not livable, right? They can't leave the silo. But so do you think the revolution was due to people seeing pictures of the fake feed and seeing the green trees, etc., outside and thinking they were being lied to? Or do you think they knew something else? No, because I think that the whole rebellion was started by what they called flame keepers, right? And then that's... Right. The one of I think one of the or the last flame keeper was that lady who was being drugged. Yeah. In the um. The the hospital. Yeah. And so. Yeah. So the flame keepers are pretty much so those are the people who who kept. Uh, the relics, all these like old relics, and tried to preserve the history. Right. So I think the the rebellion happened because because of those people and that's why they like after after that they wanted to you know get rid of all these relics yeah okay but so in what you're saying before the rebellion the relics were fine it was like a common thing to have those remnants of the past and it's only after the rebellion okay so i wonder what life was like before that then led to a rebellion if life was a bit more I want to say happier, but I don't know if it's happier. It's just that it seems like the people before the rebellion still had access to the memories of the life prior to the silo, whereas now Mm -hmm. they cannot. They are not supposed to know. Yeah. So So I wonder why then people rebelled. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question, though. Maybe maybe because, you know, the the mayors and they, they felt like... Because people kept maybe hoping, like keeping to all those like Probably. old stuff and hoping for something. And then, you know, they just wanted to keep the silo together. And then when you have like a bunch of people who, you know, hoping for no reason, not doing the job, because like everybody in the silo kind of has to have a job yes. to survive. Okay, but don't you think the best way to get people to do their job would be to show them what it's really like outside? Which they are, but people don't believe them. So if you, if you showed them for real and you were like, this is what's going on outside, like did an experiment, put like a rabbit outside or whatever, I don't know, just so that people know you can't go outside. So therefore there's no life outside well, the silo. Know that, that, um, well, and maybe in one of those silos, somebody did try and, you know, the silo failed to put and you know if there is a communication they said don't do that but why do you because, think they trick you know, the people, people who go outside why do you think they show them a feed of like a beautiful landscape why do that to people who go outside if they're gonna die anyway like i don't understand what the point is because it's stirring a lot of shit that's why this whole series happened it's because 
someone thought outside was good and livable and it wasn't. And I don't understand why they have to project this feed on their helmet for no reason. I don't get it. Well, I mean, I think what we said at the beginning, it could be like the only reason could be for them to, um, uh, you know, clean the, clean the camera. So it's only for cleaning purposes. And if people... That's yeah, so fucking yeah. stupid. And then, no, because the silo says like, yeah, the, the silo says that, you know, outside is bad, inside is good, right? So yeah, obey the rules so you don't go to go outside. Yeah, but like... Everybody knows outside is bad. Yeah. So if, if, if you give people hope, you know, like if you show people the magazine, like what was the life before, maybe you're going to have enough people who would want to try and go outside and try to explore. Maybe, and maybe. Want that, especially if you have like... I don't know. I hope we get answers yeah, to all of that, of course, but I don't know if we will. Um, I would say overall, I love... I'm curious. Yeah? What are you curious about? Yeah, I'm curious about... Yeah, I'm curious about Sims and his wife. The fuck is Sims? And what are those two? Who is Sims? Huh? The the common. Ah, yeah, just Robert. say common. Yeah, <laughs> yeah common. Yeah. Oh, I love common. He's such an asshole in this though. Uh, he's plotting something with his wife. No, is he? What? I missed that completely. Yeah. The, what is he plotting? What? There's something big happening. You know, like when. Juliet got into the room and then uh, his wife, like Sim's wife's room to, to try and yeah, access yeah. the computer. Yeah. Then she ran away and then the three of them were sitting, like Sim's, his wife and the kid were sitting in a room and he yeah. and his wife were saying like something about one goal. Like they, like they, they have like one common goal. I don't remember um, that at all. Yeah, and they never said anything about that after. So, so okay. Yeah, so there's apparently some sort of a, a one goal. So I think that the goal could be as easy as like just Sims trying to be in charge. But I would think Sims is not going to go against the silo, but his wife seemed yeah, really but, smart. Yeah. She knew about the cameras, I think, and she knew yeah. uh, because how... she worked. She worked. Uh, yeah, she worked before in the... Oh, yeah, yeah in the janitor's yeah. watch, whatever they're called. Yes. I think if Sims had one goal, it would be to take over the silo. I don't see him betraying yeah. this, the pact or anything. I do love his character. Oh, no, not the silo. But, like, you know, I'm curious, like, what, was that just just it? Like, when they said the one goal between him, him and his wife? Maybe. If there's just take over the silo and then but yeah it, it seems like for because he, he also didn't know much right even he knew enough even like something as yeah enough but like when they were in that janitor's room and they um you know hacked oh yeah all the he didn't know the video if, yeah yeah and he didn't even know about that green you know the green screen yeah but that's fake Which though like, so it's no. like yeah yeah, he didn't know. Yeah, but why wouldn't he know? Yeah, yeah. Well, because he's not the top boy. So, like, 
the mayor, whatever his name, Bernard is, mm. he probably knows the most in the silo, but then I think someone knows more than him somewhere. I don't know where. In silo or you mean in another silo? No, I feel in a different place. I think every silo is siloed. So the information is siloed as well. But I think there must be someone who knows all. And that person might live in like their own little mm. silo by themselves. I don't know. We'll find out. It's all like, I don't know, predictions. Well, yeah. But I love Sims. I love his character. I love Common. So it helps. If I see him, I'm like, oh, I love you. But then his character was so bad. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I like <laughs> you. Um, but he's he's got the class. He's just debonair. I like him. Um, yeah. I think overall, in terms of production, like in terms of design, for me, that really, the design was like, this is brilliant. Because it's kind of only one silo and they represented mm -hmm. that super well uh there's not many sets in mm -hmm. in a way but it's brilliant and i love the attention they pay to the culture that would evolve in a silo as well so that they had like festivities with races up and down the, all mm -hmm. of that yeah. just so smart and well done and well written the costume design as well, I think, makes sense to me if you lived in the silo, that they dress the way they are, uh, based on their, I want to say, social class as well. Because clearly the people at the bottom are seen mm -hmm. as like the... the Dirty. Yeah, not even middle class, they're like the bottom. Um, but yeah, I think I loved a lot about this show, but I don't like the cliffhanger situation at all it bothers me i'm sorry okay so can i then ask you what show mm -hmm. do you think should like that doesn't have a cliffhanger is good enough to can go into the next season what do you mean i feel like you have to have a queen well it bothers you apparently, to have a, a show more than one season. Yeah, why can't we have a season of something perfect? Or, like, just even great, and that's it. And I don't need a season two, and you don't need to make more money out of... Because then you end up with a situation like Game of Thrones, where you want to milk the cow so much that you ruin the entire show because you didn't know how to end it. And I fucking can't. And I don't have nine years of my life to spend watching a show just make something great yeah, and end it <laughs> just why can't that be a thing i'm so annoyed with all these seasons that last forever and ever and we don't have enough great seasons of one thing that is his own thing well, would you prefer look because sitcoms right sitcoms it's different that run for yeah but they run for 21 episodes Imagine this one, because you know, like so, some of these shows, they could be like eight episodes. Yeah. Long. So we know three books. If it was three books, uh, each, you know, eight eight episodes. If they made a whole season with what twenty four right. episodes, and at least I don't have would, to wait. Would you think it was better? To, but yeah, for me, it's the waiting between the okay, shows. Okay, so your problem is waiting. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, but you have other shows to watch. No, because then by the time uh, season two comes out, I'm like, oh, what happened again? I forgot, and I don't have time to watch this. <laughs> the, the problem with your analogy, a sitcom doesn't have cliffhanger. An episode in a sitcom is its own story. It ends. Oh, they do. It's not the same thing. Oh, oh my mm-hmm. Lord. Okay. Well, like The Office, I've watched it so many times. I could watch any episode of any given mm. season. I don't need to have watched the previous seasons to understand. It's going to be its own little story. You know what I mean? Yeah, but usually there's an ending to a season. Yeah, of course, there's like overarching plot lines. But this is different. This, like, this relies solely on you having questions. And then I have to wait 10 years yeah. to have all of the final answers. And I'm probably going to be disappointed by the end. Because that's how I felt at the end of season one. But you will watch. I will because it's good. Like the production is you good, and watch. I love Common. Uh, I don't think I've said it enough. I do love Common. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like. One more time, just please. Yes. So Common is awesome. If you're listening, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then I hope Dave isn't listening to this one because that's going to be an awkward conversation. <laughs> but yeah. So that's my okay. problem with it. So, that's my main problem. My okay. other problem is okay. Juliet's character that I don't really like. But that's personal, I guess. Okay, it is personal. Yeah. Because I don't think she's badass enough. She should be more badass. Mm. Uh, I don't think anybody living in a silo would be badass. No, but they present her as you know. this awesome... Like, she... F- when she fixes that generator, you think she's awesome. No, but it no, no, but doesn't it make her also human? human? Yeah, of course. But like for me, it was more the fact that the fact people that she cry, people have um... emotions. I guess I wouldn't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. No, it's just like some of her decisions to me made no sense, yeah. especially when it comes to working with. Higgins, whatever he was called, Billings, Billings. Mm. So I think their relationship mm-hmm. to me made no sense. I feel like she should have trusted him more or given him more information so that because he wanted to help her, he wasn't against her. And I feel like she could have held, had like a good ally with him, but she didn't trust him enough and that's on her. So yeah, that's where I stand on that. But overall, I wouldn't say it's a bad show and I wouldn't say not to watch it. I would give it a solid 7. 7.3. <laughs> okay. Because a lot of it is good. 7.3. But it's a bit slow at the beginning. Okay. And the uh, cliffhangers, I don't like them. So 7.3 it is. Alright. So, <laughs> Alright, well... um. What would you give it? it 8.5. Oh my yeah. lord. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's a very good dystopian show. Like, in terms of sci-fi dystopian mm-hmm. future shows, this is really good. And it gives you all you want from that kind of show. So I understand the rating. I think for me, it's more, I don't like a cliffhanger and I don't like something that's going to last for sure at least okay. three seasons. Fuck that. So, yeah. Okay, I'm going to raise my rating to 7.5. Right. Yeah, let's do that. Oh what? Well, well, yes, thank you. yes, thank I know. You. Okay, so so does it mean that we have another tie? 
Yeah, I'm definitely gonna vote for Midsummer because for me it's way more important Whoa. than Silo. Um, but it's hard to compare a show and a movie. Because like my main problem with the show is the cliffhanger. If there was no cliffhanger and if it had been a movie, I probably would have preferred Silo because it's more something I like, a dystopian sci-fi film. I love that. So I don't know. Well, that's why we're here, you know, compare the uncomparables, you know, the same yes. thing we did with every episode. All right. So should we go into our picks for the next episode? Wait, are you voting for Silo over Midsummer? Yeah, oh, of course. Okay, now. All right. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Dude, I gave you a I masterpiece, and into, you're like, no, nah, it's poo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> <cool. laughs> poo. Um, well. All right, we can go to our next pick, which this time it's going to be a l less of a long wait between this episode and the next, right? Um. Okay. So my pick for you for next uh next time would be a cartoon adult cartoon all right called solar opposites i have never seen this what even is it oh, what well thank you i'm glad that you is it good oh. uh, i'm glad that you haven't seen it i'm worried um it's it's if you've seen um rick and morty okay it's in that in that domain okay so have you like have you watched rick and morty some of it you like it i okay yeah so you're probably gonna like some of the show as well okay all right I'll... okay for my pick i'm gonna go in my movie jar tell me when to stop maybe i'll put some music over the wedding drum roll or like a... and <laughs> a wheel like stop okay and it is, yeah, something like that, like a wheel. Um, it is The Matrix, the first one, not the trilogy. Ooh. Have you okay, seen good. it, Dima? Because, oh yeah, oh well. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'll you'll hear my um, opinions later. If you Matrix. don't like The Matrix, but yeah, talk about the, the you know, uncomparables, right? We're going to be comparing adult cartoon versus... Uh, it's just not going to be a great yeah, episode, is so. it? <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> God, okay. Um, oh, before we leave, I want to say that you can follow us on Twitter. Oh, wait, no, it's not Twitter. It's X now. X. You can follow us on X, the X Facebook yeah. or Instagram as well. And you can give us reviews and likes if you want to. And it's mostly couch lobsters at couch lobsters. Like subscribe exactly like subscribe comment whatever yeah. um and i guess this is it for today thank you for listening thank you bye bye